Welcome to the Jobs for Women podcast, an inclusive jobs and career space for women and non-binary individuals. My name is Zoe Jones. I am your host. I'm a careers coach, life coach, marketer and yoga teacher, and I have worked for some of the biggest corporations in the world. But right now I'm committed to breaking down barriers to change the narrative surrounding gender equality and diversity at work. So whether you're a HR leader or a job seeker looking to dive into a male-dominated industry, this podcast is for you. Each week, we'll have real, open and honest conversations about diversity at work, discrimination at work, the gender pay gap and everything in between. I'll raise topical debates about women at work, I'll speak to industry leaders and I can't wait to offer some career-related meditation and manifestation extra special podcasts, so watch out for those. I am so happy to have you here. Grab yourself a hot drink and settle down for the Jobs for Women podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Jobs for Women podcast. I am delighted to introduce a very special guest to the podcast today. This is Beth. So Beth and I worked together a number of years ago, so it was kind of a no-brainer to bring her on the podcast. So a little bit about Beth. So after spending four and a half years working as an ops coordinator for a very successful independent health and wellness based business, Beth then moved to a multinational veterinary business and has been in position for 18 months. And in Beth's own words, she has seen her fair share of female injustice in the workplace in positions you would least expect it. But Beth's also here today to talk about mental health and how she has managed her mental well-being over her personal and professional life. So welcome to the podcast, Beth. Hello, it's so nice to speak to you and to be asked, first of all, and to be part of it. So thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. So as I mentioned, we worked together Um, It felt like years, but it was literally a couple of years ago, but we worked every day together and it was always a pleasure. But I know that we're not going to get into the nitty gritty and we're not going to talk about details, but the role had its challenges, didn't it, for you? It certainly did. I learned a lot through that role. I learned a lot about who I am as a person, what I want from my work, what I don't want from my work. And the same in terms of colleagues, what I want from my colleagues and what I need in terms of support and what I don't. Wow, that's interesting. It's definitely a a big learning curve for me. Yeah, and everything is, isn't it? Everything that we do in life is a learning opportunity. Yeah, 100%. So you mentioned in your bio um, that you've seen your fair share of female injustice. And what really jumped out at me was that you said it was in positions where you'd least expect it. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. So when I joined um, my previous role, I started out just as a weekend receptionist, um, answering the phone, replying to emails while the rest of the core team was off. And over my time there, I grew and grew and ended up being the operations coordinator. And it was a very small business, female run, female led. And over my time there, I did see a few changes within the team, including the introduction of a man who was absolutely lovely and a very good friend of mine. And when he left, I was very aware of what he was doing. Um, 
and his salary and then I was promoted into his role but also doing the rest of what I'd been doing previously so that included the operations coordinator role but I also did a lot of the marketing a lot of the social media a lot of video editing all of these things that this person wasn't doing but for a salary of about ten thousand pounds less wow which is a hell of a lot of money and I approached it with the director um who was a woman and who appeared to be very female focused supportive of women supporting women growing within business and was told that it was because he had more experience than me which didn't make sense because I had been part of the business for 18 months before he joined I was doing more work than him yes he was more experienced in life and in his previous roles but that wasn't work that was carried over his role was very different so it wasn't experience that was necessarily relevant so that pay gap seemed very questionable yeah and what's interesting there is that you brought it to the table with the director didn't you yeah you you know you weren't because from a lot of the research that I've been doing recently um it tends to be that women aren't as forthcoming with either asking for pay salaries, negotiating at the point of getting a job. But the very fact that you raised it with the director and then what happened? Well, that's when I was told it was there was nothing that could be done. It was because he had more experience than me. And that was that. Wow. How did that make you feel? It made me feel like I'd been working for this company for a number of years by this point and I'd been very much shut down for for verbalizing my concerns really because I also felt like I'm never going to get there if someone can come in with a few years more experience than me who is a man and earn that much more than me even though I'm doing much bigger of a role Mm what can I possibly do to get to that level? Yeah, it's just um, inequality in a nutshell, isn't it? There and then, because you knew what salary he was on and we all know that it's hard to get those increments in salary and and raises and, you know, all of the extras. So 10,000 pounds, you'd probably have to work there till retirement to move up, especially because it was a small independent. Um, that's really interesting. And I think what I also picked up on there that was that the business was, you know, female run, female yeah. empowerment. And then when it came to it, there was none, clearly. No, there wasn't. And it, it wow. was sort of very difficult to accept because this was a person who has a very well-known sort of persona within the industry and I'd sort of looked up to this person mm-hmm. and it was it was disappointing more than anything because 
you're not practicing what you preach and that's what your whole business is about yeah so how long did you stay in position from that um from moving up to ops manager from that promotion without the salary increase yeah i stayed for a number of years partly because i loved what i was doing and i loved my colleagues and i wanted to learn so i stayed and I stayed through lockdown, which was very difficult, as you can imagine. Uh-huh. But it was made more difficult by the fact that of the team, I mean, there were only four of us, um, everyone else was furloughed. So I took on everyone else's job without much choice, really, without the support. And when I asked for the support, it just wasn't there. Wow. So and then and then was that the point where you you left that position? Yeah. Okay. And I know that we we've mentioned and we've already talked about mental health. Um, I know that you are an advocate for speaking out about it, which is incredible. And I know that you're happy to talk about it today. How how has how did that role affect your mental well-being? Well, I didn't have any mental well-being. I put my everything into that job and didn't look after myself. Mm-hmm. So it hugely affected it. And in my leaving, I was signed off sick because the doing everyone else's job remotely became so much and I was working so many hours and I had flagged it numerous times but it was more, well, everyone else is furloughed, so you'll just have to crack on with it. (laughs) Um, Didn't really, again, it was very disappointing because the supporting women that was the whole ethos of the business wasn't there. Um, So I was signed off sick and I was asked to come to a meeting um, just before I was due to come back because I was still being sent work while I was signed off. I was having weekly phone calls asking when I was coming back Um, said I thought brilliant this meeting will be how we can support you and this is what we can put in place for when you come back and again that that wasn't the case of the meeting and I didn't go back after that. Okay wow I'm so sorry to hear that Beth that is such a challenging situation especially when the world was turned upside down with a global pandemic So thinking about that experience um, of how that company treated your mental well-being, how important is it for you that companies, small and large, are looking after their employees? What, What Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think it's one of the most important things you can do because if your colleagues or employees are not mentally well or mentally in a position to be doing their job then they're not going to be doing a good job so for an employer if you're not looking after them and they go off sick that's no good for you you're not going to have any continuity if you've got that rolling people going off sick people not coming back when all it could take would be one meeting to sit down with that person and say how are you doing do you need any support what's going on And I feel like a lot of mistakes that are made 
by people in a position that they then get pulled up on for the mistake rather than it being are you doing okay it's not like you to make this sort of mistake what's going on because people don't make mistakes for no reason there's either they're distracted or they're not their focus isn't where it should be or I feel like everyone goes to work to do a good job you don't go to work to make mistakes yeah and also it's like you say it's important for the employer to to recognize the welfare of their staff support them because employers are looking for that continuity in staff they don't want high turnover so it's I mean your experience sounds really shocking and tell us a little bit more about your current role then and perhaps how that uh, compares shall we say to the previous role it's another world we so I'm in the veterinary industry and from receptionists to surgeons to management everyone we have once a month everyone is involved everyone is invited you don't have to go and we talk about the emotional side of what we do because there is no hierarchy it's not that the vets are above the receptionists if say an animal is put to sleep it's the vet that does that it's then the receptionists who look after the client afterwards it's them that are sending sympathy cards who are having the phone calls so everyone gets affected by it and the fact that everyone is invited to share their stories once a month and it's not a problem solving what could we have done differently how could we have improved this it's just to get it out of your head and to have that opportunity that is incredible monthly one-to-ones with our manager how are you how what how are you doing is there anything you need support from is there anything I can do to make your job any easier it's a completely different world and I found that really hard um to go from such a lack of support where I'd sort of been made to feel like I didn't deserve that level of support to have it all thrown at me it it was really difficult because I was like I'm not used to a company supporting me like this are they trying to catch me out on something that is just so interesting Beth it's almost like you'd closed off you'd shut down I was at a point I was scared to say that I was struggling because there there wasn't anything that was going to be done about it and I was also going to be made to feel like I was a failure for not being able to cope with things that were being thrown at me which obviously didn't make my mental health any better so how long did it take you to adjust so you you went into this new role monthly sort of chatting meetings where you can all offload a little bit and share your experiences and then you've got the one-to-one how how long did it take you to think hey this this is good this is good for me um a while I want to say about six to eight months wow because I I love what I do and I'm in the same position I was at my last job in that I'm really interested in what I do. I look forward to going to work. It's 
a very rewarding role and I don't want to put myself in a position where someone thinks oh well, she can't cope with this yeah absolutely and that I mean, level of trust within management and I had to build up that level of trust from a manager from absolutely nothing because I come with no trust yeah and and it's a two-way relationship isn't it you know we often I mean my experience of um sort of moving into new jobs is or even in the recruitment process is I always used to think it was always the prospective employee must impress and must do their very best but I've learned along the way that it's definitely a two-way process so having worked with you for those years I know that you are conscientious hard-working fun to work with and you know your current employer must recognize that and they want to keep you in position so they're just doing I mean let's be honest the they're doing the basics really aren't they I think it's yeah. because you had so little support in your previous role that it almost feels like wow my current role are doing over and above but really this is what this is the kind of support every employee should be experiencing don't you agree yeah oh a hundred percent um because yeah like I said if an employee is not looking after them their employee in any way shape or form well that's not being a good employer is it because no. that's focusing on the job which obviously is important and the business but it's not focusing on the people and with the, without any people or with people who are constantly off sick, who don't feel like they can approach you if they are struggling, you're, you're not going to be able to run a successful business. Absolutely. Yeah. And and obviously we know that COVID has affected um, people's mental health by varying degrees. So if anything, companies now should be putting it to the top of the agenda, shouldn't they? Yeah. And really supporting um and I suppose your company that you're working for now is is on the right foot really aren't they they're doing really well I'm so glad that you are in a role where you are happy do you think you'll stay for a long time yet yeah that's definitely the plan but I do remember having a meeting with um the practice director um just to talk things through really to I laid my heart on the table I was like I'm not in a good place this was about a year ago this is what I need and the level of support was incredible but she also said to me talk at the monthly sessions see how you find it and I said to her I can't because what if you don't keep me Aww. and she was like she looked horrified she was like why would we not keep you you're good at your job you get on with everyone you are part of the team why would anything that you say in a sharing situation that's not actually anything to do with the business as such anything you say there doesn't affect the business yeah like, why would that have anything to do with it and that was really refreshing and I think, again, that's, it, it makes you realise the experience you had before because employers have a duty of care, don't they, for their employees. And a mental health issue um, is considered a disability under the law, under the Equality Act 2010. So 
your current company, as I said, are doing are doing what they need to be doing, and the other company, not so good, needs to work needs yeah. to work on um, a mental health at work policy. I think. Well, yeah. honestly, Beth, I am so happy to hear that you are doing so well in your new role and you're getting the support that you need and i think that it's something that you're just flourishing in the rest of your career whether you stay in your current company almost like you know mental health advocate because i know that you tell us a little bit just before we finish about your poetry because i know that you've done some shows haven't you yeah. a lot of that is tell us a little bit more just before we finish yeah, so I do a lot of mental health poetry, which began as an outlet, because if I was just putting things on paper, I could throw that away, I could burn it, which was very therapeutic, but it was getting it out of my head. And I started sharing it and found a lot of other people who were saying, I can relate. I've been in your position. And it's sort of introduced me to this whole community which is incredible but then when I do perform it I have strangers coming up to me saying thank you for putting my thoughts into words and I just sort of say like I'm glad that it's been able to help you to maybe to process things because when everything's stuck in your head that's not going to help you need to get it out and then you can start to process what's whatever's going on, whatever you're dealing with. But when it's all tied up, just going around your head, that's a really difficult position. Uh -huh. That's really good advice. Where can people um, find your poetry? Do you, do you have um, an Instagram or? I do. It's on Instagram, which is under Beth Rose writes. Um, all of my contact details are, are on there. Um, so if, I'm very much open to people sharing their stories with me. And if I can say, I've been in your position, this is how I dealt with it. It's not necessarily putting me on a pedestal in a, well, I've dealt with this, so this is what you should do. But it's another outlet for people to share. Yeah, absolutely. And we all need to talk about it, don't we? It's like with everything else going on in the world it's that communication and you know problem shared problem halved and all of that well thank you Beth thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today you are an inspiration and I'm sure if people are listening and they can relate they can go onto Instagram and find you and I wish you all the luck in the world in your current role thank and you. Thank you so much. And thank you again for having me and for all that you're doing in promoting women in business and finding roles for women in business because women have always, always in society been the underdog. So to bring us up to any form of level playing field can only be a good thing. Absolutely. Well said. That's a nice little quote for the website. <laughs> Thank you, Bear. Thank you so much. Thank you, Zoe. Thanks. Bye. So that brings us to the end of episode three of the Jobs for Women podcast. Special thanks to Beth for coming on the show and really talking about a personal experience that she recently went through. It is so incredible to hear that Beth is thriving in her new role and getting the support that she needs. So 
it was just a pleasure to have that chat with Beth. If you can relate to anything Beth talked about, if you've got any shared experiences, I would love to hear from you. Drop me an email, hello at jobsforwomen.co.uk. And if you're an employer looking to reach more women in your recruitment process, don't forget you can post your job listing for free for 30 days. Head over to jobsforwomen.co.uk. If you'd like to appear as a guest on the show, I would love to hear from you. You can check out my contact information in the show notes. So take care and I'll see you next time.